Hello again. Since you're hearing my voice at the start of this episode, that means I'm doing something, um, which is, as of a couple of days ago, we became the number one film review podcast in the UK. Um, I don't think we are anymore. It's a particularly fickle list, and the uh, fucking Shrine of Duty guys have started a new series, so we're completely fucked because the British public will not stop listening to a podcast about cops that is in the film review segment, despite it being a TV series. But that's fine. It's fine. I'm not mad. But while we were number one, I decided to give out the bonus episodes where we did listener Q&As for free. And at this point, in for a penny, in for a pound. So feel free to listen to this, which is uh, the second of our Patreon Q&As. It was originally posted on July 1st. And if you enjoyed this, hey, why not head on down to our Patreon at patreon.com slash killjamesbond, where there will be the third listener Q&A posted uh, ooh, in just a couple of days. Do you expect me to talk? No, Mr. Bond, I expect you to back to the patreon episode of kill james bond where we a your cues you have cues we have a's and we will a those cues now that's right you know who we are we're not going to introduce ourselves our names we're... are not important <laughs> that's right that's right we're here only to a cues how is everyone doing today uh, well, it's insanely hot, and I began this morning by um, my doctor being like, oh, the gender identity clinic have lost your blood. We took some blood from you to establish how much girl you are as a percentage, mm-hmm. and we lost that. So we, we're going to need you to come in at 11.30 in the morning, British time, and get some more blood sucked out so we can, we can do your levels again. Mm. So I'm, I'm mentally deranged from having walked two miles in the sun and then have, having a bunch of my blood sucked out. How are you all doing? That's so good that they just like, oh, yeah, yeah, we did this stuff, but we fucking lost it. Like, oh, we l- gender we lost identity blood, clinics sorry. continuing to be just the absolute standard for international medicine. I mean, really, the quality of care that we get in this country is just so <laughs> good, isn't it? You're on that waiting list, and then you get there, and they're like, yeah, we actually don't do shit here. Yeah. It's, it's such a fucking joke that you, like, wait 20-something years to get into the gender identity clinic, and then when you get in, the quality of service is just fucking shit. Quality <laughs> of the service. They're just like, here's some, here's some fucking pills. Fuck off. <laughs> oh, you got pills? I got come back for like three psychiatrist visits across a year, and then maybe at the end of that we'll consider giving you some pills. Yeah. yeah. So you should be buying hormones on the black market. Is basically the the kill James Bond stance. We legally legally we can't tell you to do that. We can However, if it's estrogen. It's perfectly legal to. Yeah. You can absolutely fill your boots with black market estrogen. It's not a controlled substance. Legal. You can't do yeah. it with testosterone. That oh, is a controlled substance. Well, that is a crime. Uh, However, you can very easily buy estrogen on the internet. I am told. Obviously, our 
Our, our position is that crimes are bad mm -hmm. and you should not do them. We also cannot do tell you to go to crimes. your doctor if you are assigned male at birth and say that you want testosterone blockers to prevent baldness. And then when they say, please tick this box to confirm that you're not trans, you just lie. We cannot tell you to do that. Um, I certainly don't know anybody who's done it and it worked. Um, but, uh, but, as well. yeah. but don't do it. Yeah, but don't do that. I, I am also deranged. I have got bad brain today. Um, I'm very disheartened. I couldn't find somewhere to cut Aww. as a promo for the the Rising Sun episode. Well, it's because we didn't do any jokes in it, which in hindsight was a bit of an error. Uh, so I'm solving all... that by creating a decoction. I see. I Now, I see oh, the monster what? energy in your hand. So if you could describe for the audience And I see also in your other hand... So wow. it's a monster energy punch and a bottle of Havana Club, the politically correct Cuban whiskey. That's uh, right. Not Bacardi. The, the uh, dark Cuban rum into a punch monster, and we'll see ah. what that does to me. What do you call this combination, Def? Call it the Thunderball. That's right. <laughs> yeah, sure. Very, okay. very cool. That's nice, actually. The official cocktail of the podcast is uh, by the King dark, James Bond dark cocktail book. Is it rum or, or whiskey? Rum, yeah, yeah. Dark Havana rum. rum. So James, James Bond punch. being really finicky about this drink order. Like it's a specific, it's a specific kind of monster punch. I love oh, monster I energy, especially when it's shoved at the correct temperature of minus whatever the fuck degrees <laughs> Fahrenheit. Monster minus. punch shoved at the correct temperature of ninety-two point four degrees. Uh, I have got some cues. I Let's have gone through. Yeah, yeah, cue us those cues, and do try to bring the cues back in one piece. Double seven. The hogs. Um, hmm. Great work. I asked this on Monday, and we're recording this Wednesday, and we had like 105-ish questions wow. for me to pick through. Good so Lord. mathematically, at least a few of them have been good. Um, okay, but like 90 of those are going to be too Abigail, and they're going to be like, drop the skincare routine. You know what? <laughs> Half of nope. them are like, will you date me? And it's like, no. It's just an attached picture of them and being like, so what do you, what do you reckon? You People actually do this? email me like that? Yeah. I'm like, no. You, you, you yeah, come here I've done that in confidence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the only way to start a relationship with Abigail Thorne, as we know, begin a podcast with her. Yeah, see me. <laughs> I thought you were just going to put in the <laughs> Yeah, the um, only way to start a relationship with me is beep. So, let's just rip that band-aid off real quick. A bunch of people asked this. We've had three bonds. Fuck, marry, kill. Ooh. Hard-hitting right Well, I'm not gate. marrying Lazenby for self-preservation reasons. Yeah, that's a great shot. Yes, shout. good point. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, because that would have been my marry. <laughs> you know, yeah, it is yeah. still. Marry Lazenby. For me, it's going to be marry Lazenby. Um... I'm gonna kill Roger Moore. I'm sorry. I'm fucking Connery. Yeah, we have to kill. We have to kill Roger Moore. I, 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 I am gonna like. Uh, I'm gonna marry Connery, but then like murder him in his sleep. Something which will be extremely easy because I can just strap him into a wiggler. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm, I'm gonna fuck Lazenby because he's like gonna be the most considerate lover, and I'm gonna uh kill Roger Moore. Uh no, I, I think I think I think I'm gonna marry George Lazenby. 
Mm-hmm. Um, Abby, no. <laughs> I'm marrying well, I, I, I would simply duck, you know, when the car, when Blofeld comes back, I would simply, <laughs> I would simply bend over and that'd be fine. Rip um, to Diana Rigg. What, what are you doing bending over in the car with George Lazenby at a quiet lane? I'm avoiding being question. shot, is, is what I'm doing. Mm. Um, mm. Uh, well, he, he would later deny it to the press, of course. He didn't know that I was trans at the time. Um, he was just looking for <laughs> cocaine. But, um,. <laughs> Uh, but I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna kill Sean Connery, and uh, I love fuck Roger Moore, just to say, you know what I did. Im- Im- imagine those eyebrows going up and down my, while he's my, like inside of you. <laughs> my issue with fucking wow. Roger Moore is that he would just Delightful keep saying shit, Roger Moore, all time. I reckon. Yeah, well, the thing is, right? He, he you would get the like doot doot horns when oh, whenever he like when when he came, right? It would be like. But James, I need you. So does England. He's just coming at this point. I think you're assuming that I would let him come. There's there's many yeah. many ways to fuck. Oh, so this is more of a like dom type fucking. I I see. Well, it could be. It just says fuck. Like, you could peg Roger Moore, like. <laughs> Peg James Bond. <laughs> I'm just saying you could do it. Yeah, you we're could. changing the name of the podcast to no. Peg James Bond. <laughs> Please. For, for, for Pride Month. For Pride Month. Happy Pride. Is this going to come out during Pride? I don't actually think actually, it is. Actually, you know what? Maybe I would change my answer, because if, if we're going down that route, then I would peg Connery for the fun of it. Um, oh, no. This is coming out on uh, Wednesday the 30th of June, so the last day of Pride still Month. Still <laughs> Peg Sean, Peg Sean Connery, just because I think that would be funny. Um, and uh, can we can we like intercut the footage of uh, Connery on the Wiggler at this point? <laughs> I don't want to. I will, but I don't want to. I'm mm. um, actually. I uh, I don't know if his story is true, so uh, my apologies to the estate of Sean Connery. But we are behind the paywall, so I can just like just libel if I want. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a friend of a friend apparently once ro- won a round of golf with Sean Connery. Um, yeah, pegged him. And <laughs> on the first hole, haha, uh, he asked uh, Sean Connery, he's like, look, you, you've, you've like obviously slept with some very beautiful, like famous women over the years. Who, who's been your favorite? Um, and Connery kind of looked at him with like disgust and they played the rest of the match without really saying anything. And apparently at the very end, when they finished, uh, Connery just came up and said, Raquel Walsh. Up the arch and walked away. <laughs> I don't know how true that oh is. Uh, my apologies to the Connery family if that's just I, completely I made up, but to that's what I was told. Yeah, so I was pegged by Raquel Welsh. Hmm. Right up the arch. Right up the arch. Um, <laughs> sure. Raquel Welsh pegged me. It's very compelling. Right. Okay, so. Conceptualize <laughs> that we're in the Chad universe, where mm. George Lazenby stayed on for the entirety of the time that Moore was in. Yeah, the the, the good timeline. I line. want us to. Um, Steve has asked us this, to extrapolate out from there who would play uh, the Bonds past that point in the Chad universe. Uh, in the Chad universe, I, Dalton is still doing it. Yeah, still Dalton. He's still, still doing still it now. Doing it but Brosnan yeah, is good. Brosnan is good, but like, uh, I think I think Dalton is more of a Chad than Brosnan is. Is the thing, and mm. as we've seen from Hot Fuzz, right, which was what like two thousand and six or something, he's he still fucking had it into the into the noughties, right? Like it mm. was still 
there. So yeah, 100%. Old Dalton. Dalton, but he carries on throughout the Brosnans. Mm. <laughs> I, I think that given George Lazenby is kind of like a nice, friendlier presence, I think they would have gone in a darker direction and cast somebody who was like a bit more vicious. So I'm wondering if um, the Chad universe is also the one in which Sean Bean auditions for Bond, but actually gets it instead Ooh. of Brosnan, because he did do that. Um, he ended up playing the villain in Goldeneye, but he auditioned for Bond. Um, and I'm wondering if that is also the universe where we just get like a uh, very gritty Northern Bond. It's just like sharp, but in the modern well, day, because there I was a ch- there, there yeah. was that time when he was doing sharp when everyone was like, Connor is the next Bond. Like this is what he's doing. I have I have an out a dark horse Northern answer here, which is Christopher Eccleston. Mm. Oh my God! You just said the best thing I've ever heard in my life to me. I love Chris yeah. Reckleson with all my fucking heart. He, he would, would, he would eat up bond. a Bond role. Yeah, 100%. You think? Yeah, I reckon. Easily. I reckon. Is, I mean, as I say this with love to Christopher Reckleson, who, who is an actor who I greatly... The re- nicest man in the North. Yeah. Chris Reckleson, come on the pod. Okay, I, I like legally cannot say that uh, on whilst we are on mic. Um, but, oh boy. Um, anyway... Um, is Christopher Eccleston, how to put this in acting terms, is he the right casting for James Bond? Um, which is to say, is he good looking enough? I think it would be bold to have, and I mean, listen, the, the extent of what we consider to be like attractiveness has also changed in these times. Mm-hmm. Like Daniel Craig, as he as he went into the Bond series, would not have been considered like attractive in the way that Roger Moore was because Very he didn't true. like do the eyebrow thing. He didn't have like a, a gigantic chin. Mm. So who's to say? Okay, final answer: Kumail after the Marvel serum. <laughs> <laughs> I want, I want him as the next Bond. I actually think he could that's, take that's over. That's just like un- unironically. Who do you think should be the next Bond? And I will not. I, I am carried out of the room because I won't stop yelling Riz Ahmed's name. Oh, you're that not wrong would, about that either. That would be cool. It would be interesting to see him play. I wonder if he would play James Bond. Hmm. Hmm. It would be certainly interesting to see. Well, Muslim James Bond would be like very interesting. Um, I don't Tell think. I don't think they would do anything interesting with it. No. I think it would just be like no. he's here. Like I don't think they would do anything with like the fact that he works for a government which like kills a lot of Muslim people. But like, yeah, that's an interesting idea. That's that's what I would do if you gave me the Bond series and you're mm-hmm. just you just like, okay, you you can now do whatever you want with this. I'm like, okay, step one, I am offering Riz Ahmed all of the money in the world. Yeah. We sort of got that question, so let's just extrapolate from there. So you've cast okay. your bond. What's Mm-hmm. Who's who's he up against? What's the villain in this movie that we're putting together? Capitalism. Sure. Played by <laughs> We need a guy. <laughs> it's still it's still a movie. We do need to have like a face on uh, it. Fine, Jesus. Okay. An obvious takeoff of Jeff Bezos. Yeah. James Bond fighting Jesus. <laughs> he denies the divinity of Christ. Muslim James Bond is gonna put an end to this Christianity shit. <laughs> and he's like, look, Jesus is an important figure. He just isn't the son of God. Yeah, you just still have to fist fight him on top of a catwalk in a, like a burning oil refinery. That's just how movies work. Mm. That is true. I think, see, I, th- I think the millstone around the neck of the James Bond films and why they're not going to ever get any better now that they've been bought by Amazon is 
that he has to keep working for MI6. Because my first inclination mm. would be like, right, he doesn't work for MI6 anymore. He works for like a fictional, international, uh, like non-ideological as we can, like organization of spies. But that's just the man from UNCLE and you can't do that again. Um, he has to keep working for the British government. And so we have to keep having this like weird fucking political, but we're trying not to be bullshit. Um, but I think it would be interesting if they brought back Pierce Brosnan as the villain, as a former Bond gone rogue, um, who's who's like now turned against MI6, not necessarily for, for evil either, but like genuinely who now has gone... It's, you're just describing Goldeneye. You've like sort of... Former double O who has like gone gone rogue but, for like potentially quite good reasons think, is just, that's just Goldeneye. I think even in our, our Goldeneye 64 episode, you said this pretty much verbatim. Mm. And I fucking yeah. agreed with it then, and I agree with it now. So carry on, yeah, Queen. It, it would be cool. Yeah, I think it, just bringing him back as a bond, but like give him a better reason that doesn't involve like you know stealing from the Bank of England and stuff. Um, but actually, give him a very good reason. And then if we've set up that like Riz Ahmed is the new James Bond, but he's like struggling to come to terms with like what exactly that means, and especially if like if we go down the route of James Bond is a code name and like Riz Ahmed is just the new guy and he like knows about the previous Bonds and it's like, ah shit, like I really don't know. Like that would be kind of interesting, mm. like the personal challenge. Um, yeah. But I just don't think it you're can like, be you're, done. You're, you're not allowed to be the new James Bond because you're not like, you're too, you're too diverse and woke. That could be fun. That could be yeah, fun. yeah. Or even if he's just like looking at the case files of the previous bonds and there's just like a bunch of things with like sexual harassment allegations, like and he's like, Oh god, like do I really want this? Like um, you know, there's like the Goldfinger incident and then it's just like, you know, assault allegations and like he's just like, Oh But I, I just don't think it can be done. I don't think the Bond franchise is like redeemable. I think it's no. I think it's doomed to be chasing the action movies of five years ago, which is why the next one is gonna be just like a ripoff of Taken. Mm. That's why it's interesting for us to talk about too. I think. Mm-hmm. Thank God, I'm glad it's interesting for us to talk about. Really. Yeah, it's interesting for us to talk about. And the more I say that, the more interesting. The it more is. it's mm-hmm. real. Um, That's right. All right. This has been some quite interesting analysis. Let's take a complete left turn here. Uh, what is the best fit that we've seen in the movie so far? And that comes from oh, HJ. The best fit. The best the fit. Best Ooh. fit. We're going to do the no. words in a second, but the best fit first. I genuinely, I, I, the problem is, right, this is, we're now in a Mexican standoff with the squirt bottle because my <laughs> answer is going to be The choker from, Galore's, from Russian with Love. Pussy Galore's oh. Flying Circus. Okay. Pussy Galore's Flying Circus. They're like black turtlenecks, the bullet bras, and the like big white belts. Yeah, yeah, 100%. That's the best fit. Yeah, again, I think I think my squirt bottle answer is definitely just going to be the choker from from Russia with Love because that's a strong outfit. That's it's technically an outfit. That counts. Um, is it but technically I think, an outfit? It is. It's, Wait, an, it's, it's a all look. horny. Yeah, always was. Always was. Um, but I think also uh, Goldfinger's gold dinner jacket is fucking cool mm. because if you haven't seen the movie, listeners, like it's not like a garish gold. It's kind of like gold, so that you like you have to do a double take and be like, "Wait, is that a gold?" Because it's kind of like burnt, not burnished, but like uh, sort of it's like, like lame. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You have to go and have to like look twice and be like, "Holy shit, that's a gold dinner jacket!" And it's just fucking sick. I love it. Hundred yeah. um, percent. Also, a, a side note that um, the classic tuxedo, like black and white dinner jacket, pulled off better than Bond by uh, none other than. Who is Bond compared with Kronstein? Yeah, it's the only thing we see him wearing, and he wears it better than Bond ever does. Yeah. Uh, everyone's going to yell at me over this, but I I, I can't okay. remember 
that many fits, but there are two that stick in my mind. So they have to be my answers just definitionally, I think. Um, and the first one that people are going to be mad at me about is in, in Goldfinger, in the same sort of, um, in the scene that they introduce Goldfinger, Bond is wearing that baby blue <laughs> towel material <laughs> oh, yeah. shorts and button-down <laughs> combo. Fucking onesie. Well, he's dressed as my dad, yeah. Yeah, I fucking love that outfit and I want it. Yeah, it's it's very good one, suit you, actually. My second one that you're going to be mad at me specifically for is I think George Lazenby's suit with the ruffles. I did like that. I am mad at I you for that. Really Again, you that. would suit that. Like, you would look good. Thank you. You're extremely nice to me. Um, let us counterpoint this then immediately. Callum Ferguson says, worst fit. Worst fit. Either Lazenby or Moore's ski suits. Mm. Yeah, Moore's, the yellow ski Moore's suit. yellow ski suit with the red hat and the big goggles is a strong contender. Again, dressed also, as my dad, but in a very different way. Also, also for consideration of the Midnight Society, every fucking safari suit that Roger Moore wears, in like especially in Man from the uh, Man with the Golden Gun. Where he like just rocks up wearing a green safari suit top and a and like white pants, atrocious. Here's here's my answer, and it follows a mm. similar sort of thread to what I thought was the good suit. And I I have put a picture of it into the the Discord chat, but I know this is an audio medium, it. so let me describe it also. Mm. <laughs> uh, right. It's okay. It's when Roger Moore in Live and Let Die at the the resort on. St. Kitts and Nevis, or wherever the fuck he was, was he was wearing a baby blue set of full-length trousers, um, a sort of an open jacket, and like a mesh tank top. It's a string vest. Kind and he of. looks and like, like he, shit. <laughs> he's wearing he's wearing a Canadian tuxedo in baby blue. The most visible thing about him is like the imprint of his dick, which is weird. Uh, and Thin. just like, where do you even get baby blue denim? Yeah. Where do you get a baby blue denim jacket? The other worst part of his fit is that later on when he turns around, you see that my man has no kind of ass. <laughs> no. Um... Which is which is a like that's a that's a, a physical. No, you could you, you, you like, could like drop a penny from like between his shoulder blades and it hits the floor. You know, mm. fucked up, terrible. My question is: Is yellow face an outfit? <sighs> that's I feel Would like combined <sighs> with the ghee as it was. I think yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that's okay. that's yeah. gonna be one of the ways. It's like because he just looks fucking ridiculous. Not only is it offensive, but he looks ridiculous. Um. I think also, uh, on, so I think worst fit has to go to Connery's yellow face. I think mm. a, a notable runner-up is is the one scene where Solitaire is randomly dressed as contrapoints. I think because it just makes <laughs> it just makes no sense. Like, yeah, as soon as I saw it, I was like, I'm pretty sure I've seen that outfit before. Like, because she's got this like huge headdress. It's when she's can't like doing her card thing for Kananga. She's got this like massive headdress. I'm just like no, yeah. no. I mean, it's a very, it's a lovely outfit. Yeah, it's just a big, like a big cardboard cutout of Jordan Peterson as well in the background. <laughs> very strange. I'm just like, why, why is it in this scene? You know, I'm expecting her a to. Man comes. I'm expecting her to tell me to tell me about like trans topics and cancel culture and stuff. I'm just like, I, it just took me out of the film. Mm. Let's. You know what? I'm feeling the fits question. So let's keep this one going here. Um, mm -hmm. John Harwood asks what fit would you assign to the henchman in your secret lair? 
Um, and I really like the color-coded jumpsuits mm -hmm. that we've seen in a couple of these. We've seen it in, most notably, uh, You Only Live Twice, and we've seen it in, um, oh fuck, the most recent one that we watched, The Spy Who Loved Me. Who Loved Me, yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, where you just, you just have, like, guys in, like, past, in, like, serious, like, primary color jumpsuits mm -hmm. with, like, a spray-painted silver safety helmet and, like, a spray-painted silver belt. That's my jam. The, That's how a henchman The ones be. in um, You Only Live Twice are also especially notable because the helmets are, like, a perfect large orb that they just also <laughs> have on in the primary <laughs> color. And I think that goes... <laughs> Absolutely. You wear some shit that gets assigned to you from the hench app, as yeah. far as I'm concerned. Uh, Spanish yeah. Foreign Legion outfit. <laughs> <laughs> you must have this much chest hair to have. Oh, I'm not. I'm not employing anyone who isn't a perfect himbo. Let's be completely mm. honest. Yeah. Also, the the uh, the himbo outfits from OK Connery from from the yacht. When all the guys oh, are dressed what? as like himbo what? sailors, that's a fun one. Fuck, that's a deep cut, but you're completely right. Yeah, that was a great henchman <laughs> outfit. Hell yeah. Although, I, I, I might just come back to my earlier answer because are we counting Pussy Galore's Flying Circus as henchmen? Because if we are, then by, by, by default, by ex cathedra, right? They have to be the best henchman fix, the best fit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'd fair put, enough. Uh, yeah, I'd put them all in the baby blue towel material romper. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that would look good. I'm only employing guys with thick yeah, but, quads. Pussy, Pussy Galore's Flying Circus with it's all big dudes wearing yes. baby blue denim. It's very confusing for yes. me because Pussy Galore's Flying Circus are blonde Americans, yes, but they're all dressed as my dad. I'm like very, <laughs> like very confused. It's like a doing nightmare that you have. <laughs> Yeah. Doing muscle confusion like on my libido. Yeah, turning the squirt gun on yourself. <laughs> In a final act, they have turned the squirt gun on themselves. They've called down a strike on their own position. Yeah. <laughs> we'll die as heroes. Um his Here's you know here's here's a quick one about the theme songs. We had a little bit of discussion mm. regarding the man with the golden gun, uh, but Dana Hemrich asks, "Was the favorite theme song out of the bunch so far?" Mm. Uh, and so far means not including Moonraker because that comes out next. Mm. I think Shirley Bassey, undefeated, and therefore Goldfinger. Simple as. Goldfinger's good. I I do like Goldfinger. Goldfinger has a special place in my heart, of course. But I kind of, and it's not even recency bias, I like The Spy Who Loved Me. Mm -hmm. I really like The Spy Who Loved Me. It's the only one that I've actually like just listened to. Carly Simon. Yeah. yeah nobody um, does it better. Nobody does it better. Yeah, Great. that's a good one. I like that too. I think that's my second place. I think if I'm going off just by like, which one do I still listen to? And like, do I have on my iPod? I think it's um, Thunderbolt, diamonds. Yeah. <laughs> diamonds are forever. Okay, Connery. Diamonds are forever. Genuine. Oh, when I'm shit. when I'm when I'm feeling ambitious and evil, I do listen to Diamonds Are Forever. You Diamond, actually are Diamonds completely are forever right. Is the biggest gulf between the quality of the theme song and the quality of the movie? Yes. If you, if you yeah. just watch the first. 10 minutes of Diamonds Are Forever, it's an absolute banger of a movie. Yeah, <laughs> just great. It's fucking there. great. You, you know, you've actually, you might be right. That's, mm -hmm. that might have unseated it for me. 
Um, I don't need love for what good will love do me. Diamonds never lie to me. It's like such a I'm good, so good lyric. I'm like, ooh, mm. yeah, damn right. Like, unlike men, mm. the diamonds linger. I'm like, yeah, yeah, they do. <laughs> if I owned any diamonds, I would wear them as I listen to it. <laughs> yeah, I mostly own titanium. Here's here's a question that we got, and it doesn't. I don't. It was such a fucking because the listeners can't see you holding your rings up to the camera. That's so. That's such a fucking henchman answer. It's like yeah, I'm having a set of titanium teeth made. I only wear titanium. I've got a big fucking chain on right now. It's cool chain. You look like a like a Yu-Gi-Oh protagonist. It's awesome. Thank you. Yeah, the problem is that Bond would use that to kill you. Well, that's not a disability. Like, so Bond would grab use. you by the by the mm. chain and like throw you into some like I don't know acid or something. Mm. Yeah, that's true. Um, Noah asks, and they and they they've linked a life science article here, and it says, according to this story, it's possible that we may one day be able to talk to whales. If we could, what okay. would you say to whales? <laughs> <laughs> and I have to include that. <laughs> uh, yo, you heard about James Bond? <laughs> I mean, whales, the animal, right? The animal, yeah, yeah. I mean, you can talk to a Welshman yeah, quite Science quite believes it may be possible one day to talk to these creatures. To talk to the Welsh. Just... <laughs> yeah, I went to Union Aberystwyth and like exotic people. I don't know what the fuck's so, going on over so, there. So, some people believe that they may have an intelligence that exceeds even our own. <laughs> That's not true. Please excuse this rather odd <laughs> mixture of styles, but I refuse to go entirely Welsh. <laughs> That's yeah, just yeah, H. Bomber yeah. guy. He's just fucking living in where. Anyway. 007, um, you're, I'm going to have to do it. 007, you're going to be a scientist. Land vap, Gwingeth, go get a Gwinderberg, land silio, go go go. Be sure I think if I could talk to whales, I would apologize mm. on behalf of the human race. And yeah. I would probably say, do you have any questions? Uh, <laughs> I have to do like a world peace answer, which is so funny. Imagine well, a whale just responding with less of a question, more of sort of a statement. Um, <laughs> well, because well, because we've been in the water, right? So we kind of know what the deal with no. the water is. But the whales would be like, "Well, we've never been on land, so what's what's the deal with that? Like, what are boats for? You know, um, what do you do mm. with all those fish that you take out? You know, what what are the what are the things that fly around? I mean, I just think whales would probably have some interesting questions. You know." I turn it over. To, I pass the microphone to less represented species because I, you know, I'm I'm here to I'm here to let whales speak. <laughs> I actually I actually respect cetaceans. I would hand the microphone. Yeah, you know. <laughs> uh, I th I think I'd mostly just ask if I smoke. Mm. I might Are have a good time with a bowl. Right now? Yeah, just hang out with a whale. <laughs> I'll fucking go, I think. Is actually. it true that dolphins can see pregnant women? Mm. Wait, what? <laughs> Sorry. So like what? Like fucking like through walls, like predator vision. <laughs> I like how I was just like, hmm, and then it took me a second to catch up. I was like, what? I, I thought they could get thought... What the fuck are you what, on? Can about? you not see pregnant women? <laughs> <laughs> no. I keep walking into them. It's terrible. <laughs> I, I don't remember where I've heard this, but I've I've heard that dolphins can tell if a woman is pregnant. <laughs> they probably, how, you know what? How they does articulate this? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. 
<laughs> Emilio Lago, but instead of sharks, he's got a whole pool of dolphins, and their only use is he can tell if a woman is pregnant. I heard that. I'm looking this up right now. You could go in a sea world while pregnant and like going past the dolphin enclosure. How do dolphins tell you're pregnant? Here we go. They're all just like we, snapping their heads here we go. 90 Fucking degrees hell. to look at you. Using echolocation, <laughs> dolphins might be able to detect a pregnant woman's developing fetus, some experts say. You locate my baby, you, you fucking fuck. sea freak. You keep your fucking clicks away from my child, you cunt. You fucking leave him alone. The dolphin, my mum was pregnant when she got in the tank, and that's why I'm trans. <laughs> <laughs> It can. Look, it's an. Here we go. Nature will use dolphins can detect Next pregnancy. Question. No, I'm saying on it. Can. <laughs> oh fuck! I don't know. Because, if I can ah, even... here we go. Previously, it was speculated because female dolphins are known to take a particular interest in pregnant women, often seen swimming close to them. Gross. Um. So. Uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um. <laughs> Hang on, I'm trying to think of a question because last time I tried to segue quite neatly off of answers into an next question, and I'm really struggling. Yeah, it led us here. It led us to think. dolphin echolocating your fetus. To think of the uh, the segue for this. So there but, you go. If you can't get a pregnancy test, but you've got a dolphin, keep your, <laughs> keep your fucking waves out of my amniotic fluid. You. Dipshit animal. I hate a dolphin. I truly hate and a dolphin. And dolphins tell the, the woman is trans. Do you know what's the worst location? kind of dolphin? Yeah, dolphins are turf. Fucking <laughs> Amazon, Amazon River dolphin. Ugh. Fucked up creature. Horrible. The problem is a lot of animals are terrible. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know what? Yeah. Extremely trans. Sue me Amazon River dolphins if you are a turf. Um, uh, uh, Jesus Christ. Um, so, so are there any films that like aren't on theme for the podcast that you're tempted to do a bonus episode on anyway. Uh, and that's from Rowan Crimes. Like, either because it has, like, personal yeah, significance or you third. think there'd be some good riffs. Well, Lupin the Third was on topic. That was this kind of Somewhat. some James Bond DNA in Lupin. Mm, more Indiana Jones, especially that one. Yeah, in that particular film, yes. In, yeah, in other was, Lupins, it's James Bond. Yeah, we had to square the circle of picking a... a a more recent thing, and also just a movie, so it would be self-contained. Um, yeah, but that was most rather it. than watch a hundred episodes of this anime. To be uh, fair, um, uh, geez, Shannon has actually expressed interest in coming back on to talk about the live-action Inspector Gadget movie, which I think <laughs> would be quite fun. But Ooh. that's on the list later on. Hell yeah. Yeah, that's just kind of loosely on the theme of like special. Cop. I don't know, I, yeah, I I, th I think the thing is right. There's very little that you can't relate to James Bond just because it's so fucking omnipresent. It's such a cultural touchstone, mm. you know. Yeah, good. We can make the argument for fucking anything, which is good because we're gonna run out of Bond movies. What? Isn't there like an Agent Cody Banks? We should yeah, we is. should watch yeah, um, we should watch fucking uh, Alex Ryder film at some point. Oh, we should. We should watch Spike. It's going to be an Agent Cody Banks podcast. Yeah. We're going to just change our name so it's just KG, KJB. Not KGB, that's already used. Mm. Um, just KJB, and then we can just do whatever we want. Mm. Hmm. Hmm. 
A similar question from George Rohak, and this is one that we are honor bound to answer on account of them having the tier that makes us answer their questions. Oh god. Oh fuck. Don't worry. Oh, shit. It's it's almost good. Um what movie <laughs> <laughs> No, they they asked a couple of questions and I picked the the best one. Um what movies or series are potentially up for use in bonus episodes? Are there any that you feel obligated to do but dread having to do? Austin, Austin Powers. Powers. Austin fucking Powers. Yeah, that's my. Yeah. <laughs> I don't fucking want to watch. Got to do it. I don't want to do it. I, don't, I, I never don't liked it as a kid. It. I don't like... want to do it. I don't want to do it. Don't want to do it either. You can't. You you can't make me do it's it. It's like making you... me do Ace Ventura: Pet Detective. I'm not gonna yeah. fucking do. I will, but I'm gonna be mad about it. I'm gonna have to be drunk the whole time. Which is not conducive to a great podcast. I think they're genuinely asking like interesting things to say about it from a film analysis point of view, but like. Yeah, but we would be too mad to. Yeah, and I remember reading a, a very interesting article a while ago about like um, uh, like drag and Austin Powers. Um, so there is something interesting like stuff in there, but there's also like some very explicit transphobia that would just make all of us feel bad if we watched it, like. And that, that, yeah. that I think is like that I think is a dimension of like transphobia that people don't often talk about in movies. Like a while ago, I won't name names, but somebody who was putting on a stage show emailed me saying, Hey, like we're doing this uh this this show and it was written in nineteen whatever and it's got this scene in it that's like like we think might not be like right, but we've like not got any trans people in the cast, so what do you think? And I I got back to them and I was like, look, if I was sitting in the audience and I saw this, like it would make me feel like shit. Like, so I think people sometimes get in their heads about like, oh, is this like transphobic? And like, has, has it like, are we saying the right words and stuff? But at the end of the day, it's just like, if a trans person's watching it and it makes them feel like shit, then like, it's not good. Yeah. And like, and, and, and it's like an, for us too, this is work. So it's an yeah. occupational hazard yeah. is the thing, right? Like <laughs> as much as I like this to be fun for us, mm-hmm. it's something that we do for, for money and for your entertainment, right? Mm-hmm. Like, say we're nuclear physicists, right? The elephant's foot at Chernobyl is interesting to us scientifically. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean that we should walk right up to it and just, like, take a prod at it. I'm very much the Louis Slotin of podcasters. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm going to use this this screwdriver to keep the two halves of the James Bond movie apart. (laughs) Oh, shit. Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> no, like no. The, the Austin Powers movies are, are very much like one of those radiation sources that they had engraved with. If you can read this, drop and run. Yeah, you know that's the cobalt. I mean, I don't want to get into like a big beef about like, oh, he's like the the definitive take. Like, is Austin Powers transphobic? Question mark. And yeah, it's it like is. me in the yes, YouTube thumbnail being like. But like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you should slide into that sort of content if you're Austin Powers sucked me off? Question mark. Yeah, 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 yeah. Brackets like brackets gone wrong. Um, but like, I just it just made me feel like shit to have to watch that, and I don't, don't want to do it. <laughs> brackets not clickbait. Yeah, yeah. We, we we are we are friends, and we don't like hurting each other's feelings. Yeah, yeah. much. Um, and we we do sort of take it in turns to pick the bonus episodes as well, which is mm-hmm. fun and nice. Um. And it's sometimes you're just like, I don't want to watch a movie that's going to make me feel bad. Yeah. Maybe on April Fool's next year, we'll do like Austin Powers and there'll just be a file of us going, no. And then the theme song and that's it. <laughs> no. <laughs> and the theme song no. for fucking an hour and a half. <laughs> 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 
No, it, it, it's, it's us saying no, and then it's the fucking fake theme song from OK Connery. <laughs> of the movies that we've seen, what is like objectively the dumbest evil plan a Bond villain's come up with? And this is from Larrykins. Larrykins. Hey, Larrykins. That's a great question too. Mm, End of the show. I mean, the, the the thing that I thought with uh, with Man with the Golden Gun is this this plot is like not even illegal. Yeah. I think the I think the dumbest has to be Spy Who Loved Me so far. Of we are going to live beneath the sea after I nuke all life on Earth. Yeah, and the fact that he hadn't even built the underwater cities when he launched the nukes, I was like, it's a proof of concept. What? Like, yeah, he had he had one. <laughs> We're gonna have to repopulate the Earth with one Russian woman and three submarine crews. Obviously, it's gonna be an interesting. She's gonna be time. busy. Like, they, yeah. there was a lot of we're gonna have to repopulate the Earth going on in in the Bond movies of this sort of era. Mm. The next one that comes out is gonna be Moonraker, and that very much is a we are gonna have to repopulate the Earth ass movie. Yeah, yeah it, was because it was from the first, like the first sort of mini awareness of climate change, where everybody got a bit hysterical over stuff like Silent Spring, and they were like, "Ah, oh, everything's gonna die. We're gonna have to like repopulate Earth instead of." <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm just gonna keep driving around in my like lead fueled car. Yeah, mm. uh, and obviously like, they went for the first possible, like the most basic brained answer to. Um, the, the sort of climate emergency, which is, oh, we're we're overpopulated. We're gonna have to kill all the brown people, which is yeah. really yeah, exactly. very much a go-to. And I just want to put it out here right now that still is overpopulation if your name is, is a David fake problem. Mm -hmm. It's not real. Every every single uh, estimate sort of puts puts us at hitting ten billion in about twenty one hundred, and that is an amount of people that the Earth can support if we just mm -hmm. have good distribution systems. And then mm -hmm. it starts to slowly go down past that point. It's a fake problem, and if that's your major concern, you are just racist. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it literally is. Like it's the same thing underlying the whole uh, great replacement thing of just mm -hmm. being like, yeah, mostly richer countries, which tend to be whiter, are having aging populations and are not having as many children. Uh, so therefore, like humanity as a whole is probably going to get less white, which is like obviously a conspiracy by. Them humanity as a whole is basically like mostly non-white. It yeah. just like it, 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 in general, most people are Chinese. If you want to like do oh, averages. it's like yeah, average out. Most people are statistically, Chinese listener, or Indian. you're Chinese. That's, yeah, statistically, yeah. you're a Chinese person. One in five people are Indian. So if you have a family yeah. of five people, one of us, one of us is Indian. Yeah. You're gonna have to look out. If you have five <laughs> friends. Well, statistically, one of them is Indian, and if none of them are, then it must be you. Yeah, that's the fact. <laughs> if you can't think of a single Indian friend you have, first that's of all, maths. look into that. Second, that's maths, right there. I think special mention has to go to um, the plan from You Only Live Twice, which was engineer oh, fuck, yeah. a global nuclear war because question mark China time, and then the fee for <laughs> yeah. this is a hundred million dollars, despite the fact that it would like cost more than that to do, and the technology you develop to do it to steal spacecrafts. Uh, would actually you could just like sell that? Yeah, yeah, kind of like operating at a loss. Yeah, yeah, we flagged that up. They they invented a VTOL fucking reusable spacecraft, and they yeah, had a we've, massive we've, volcano base. There is no way that alone 
was less than a hundred no. million. Yeah. We've we, we've we've overlooked the one answer, which is like canonical for us, and it's way back in the first, and it's simply rocket fall down. <gasps> yeah, that's Bond. the worst plan. Is rocket fall down? <laughs> rocket fall down, and then I move my evil base. It's rocket Moving fall the down, base. and then. Uh, uh, again, it's just rocket fall down? Question mark? Question mark? China time? Like that's <laughs> well, no. Moving the evil base, moving the evil base, and blowing it, blowing it up, and moving—that's very silly. But the rocket fall down bit is like, well, we've developed a. They never say this in the film. That's the trouble. It's like the no, idea is Doctor No was trying to develop a device that would like throw off the targeting systems of ICBMs, and that's potentially like a very good evil plan. You know, if you're on the verge of global rocket, nuclear rocket war, fall wrong. yeah, like it's like rocket rocket fall down, and you like it. They, you try and you question mark China time, and then it doesn't work, right? That's kind of quite clever. Um, diamond space laser so also a great mark. one. Yeah, the, the third act diamond space laser, but they just like pull out. I also and again also the fucking um, man with the golden gun solar laser, but they just have for one scene, and then like yeah. that's a free bonus. Yeah, Moving just on. fun laser. Yeah. This little laser they've got there. <laughs> it seems um, like whenever nuclear weapons get involved, Bond gets silly. Yeah, because the underlying thing is so terrifying. Mm-hmm. Like, even the most grounded of the plots that involves like nuclear weapons, is, which is Thunderball, right? Mm. Which is I'm going to steal them and then use them. That's still quite silly because it has to be. Because if you if you like come out of the theatre having just seen threads with a guy with a tuxedo in it, then you're not going to go and want to go and see the next the, one. The other problem with the the nukes one is that they have to be extremely careful that the conclusion isn't nobody should fucking have these. Because <laughs> right, they yeah. still want to have nukes as the yeah. UK. The big five plus Israel all still want to have nukes, but they have to be like, it's fucked up that anyone else could ever want these. The the rest of the questions here are actually quite quite standard Bondy. So let's go for Alfred's one. Um, Alfredo says, "What Master do you Wayne. think would be the most cursed setting for a Bond film, present or past?" Or ooh, that's a good one. It's a very yeah, because there's a few aspects to it, right? Like, hmm. Well, I mean, not to spoil Brosnan, but we've already done North Korea. Yeah, because that actually would have been my answer if not for that. Yeah, well, he's only in North Korea like, very Bond briefly, isn't Balkan he? Wars. Yeah. Oh, fuck, James Bond in Sarajevo. Yes. No. Yes. <laughs> okay, that's James 100% Bond going it. on an anti-Albanian <laughs> rant. <laughs> <laughs> James, Iraq War, James Bond. Ooh, that's be, also a strong contender. Be a rough one. Um, I think James Bond going to Yemen and like advising how best to bomb civilians. I would say James one. Bond in Afghanistan, but I believe that's actually already happened. Living daylight. Yeah, we'll get there. That yeah, was Afghanistan one, wasn't it? Not Afghanistan. Yeah, the first. Two. Yeah, before the sequel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but it Soviet is a film dedicated to the dedicated to the gallant to the freedom brave, fighters yeah, of Afghanistan. Fighters of yeah. Uh, James Bond emu war would be quite funny. Um, (laughs) That would be good. Um, Just, I think something just like a period of of particularly dark British history, like James Bond versus the Zulus, uh, would be good. James Bond Mau Mau emergency. Listen, double I mean, that is just my. uh, Never mind. They've got Um, slings and bows and arrows. Well, you have a. 
15 pound a gun. I mean, I think, I think... Called a concentration camp, 007, and we're going to burn all the records of it. I think that, like, man in tuxedo who, like, swans around being cool, putting down the Mau Mau Rebellion, that's just, like, my actual family history. So, <laughs> so, um... Uh, mm. <laughs> no, oh, fuck, I know. James Bond infiltrating Extinction Rebellion. <laughs> James Bond doing spike off shit. Modern and domestic is the most cursed Bond. Oh, hundred percent. That's true. That is true. James Bond at like a Black Lives Matter protest. Yeah, a James Bond where he does not leave London. He's like, there's only one location, and it's Our London. Street. Our street. It's it's a toilet play, but it's just James Bond in like a Black Lives Matter protest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Jesus Christ. I'm going to go with Saoirse O'Kelly. And if that's okay. right, I'm going to pat myself hard on the back because this is, this is Gaelic as hell. Um, what do you think the next James... Uh, do you think the next James Bond should also be a twink uh, like Q is? Because they did replace yes. Q with Riz- a twink. Well, well, it depends on whether you call Riz Ahmed a twink or not. If you do, then yes. If you don't, then no. Well, the next James Bond is going to be owned by Amazon, isn't it? Because it's just been bought. Yeah, and Amazon, we don't even know their, their attitude toward Twinks. Yeah, they've never clarified, have they? Yeah, no, they've never no. gone on record if, if they're a pro or anti-Twink um, company. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they what they do with it. I mean, I don't think, as we've said before, I don't think you can do anything good with a franchise. I think like Star no. Wars, I think it's just like, all you can do is like remake the same shit and remix references to the old one. I don't oh, yeah. think you, it can you go purchase, anywhere near. You purchase the James Bond IP. That's a fucking albatross around your neck. That's not something you mm. can do anything interesting with. That's just like, yeah. oh, we have to pump out some dog shit every two years. Yeah, and like try and convince people that it's going to be good by hiring like increasingly award-bearing screenwriters and so on who also can't do anything with it because you can't do anything good with it. That's something I'm very much excited to talk about when we get to more modern James Bonds is the fact that the production like has gone way up, but it's still no, we, dog we, shit. Got, we, we got yeah. serious directors instead of this one drunk English dude that we knew. Mm-hmm. Instead of fucking Mankovich. And like the new ones being written by the same lady who wrote Fleabag, but like still gonna be shit because you can't you can't, hypothesis there's, there's no you cannot do you cannot make a good James Bond yeah. film anymore. Well I guess I guess it's more correct to say that the 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 things that you would have to do to make James Bond good or interesting, no writer would be allowed to do. Yeah, especially now it's owned by Amazon. Yeah, because once you do that, once you take out all the shit that makes James Bond bad, you've just got the Man from Uncle, or you've got some other mm. like yeah. series. Like the like you can't do James Bond but good because he's just because he's so tied to Britain, and we hate Britain. We're an anti-Britain podcast. We hate this country. We disrespect the flag. We voted to take down the picture of the Queen in the King James Bond, Kill James Bond common room. Yeah, wait, I want to say um, Rory Kinnear <laughs> should be the new Bond. <laughs> Let's go back. <laughs> I want um, Russell Tovey. <laughs> we, are, we are all woke. We are the woke trans agenda. Oh, wait, shit, Rory is already fucking we're, in it. Sorry, wait. Yeah, yeah um, he's already in it. We just bump then, him yeah. up from Tanner to Bond. To Bond, yeah. yeah. No, he get he gets. We just call him Felix now. He gets to be Felix Leiter. Uh, Russell Tovey <laughs> has to be Bond. There's and already a Felix be... Leiter in the modern ones, and he's really good. I haven't Jeffrey seen Ryan. them. Um, uh, well, fucking speaking of which, here we go. Matthew Chang asks, "Who is your favorite semi-recurring character from the series?" Hmm. Uh, the the well, easy it's, BYE it's is Jaws, Jaws but Jaws. like I'm gonna I'm gonna put yeah. an X on Jaws for this one. 
Because ah, it's too fuck. fucking obvious. Okay. Um. Uh, fucking. Go-go. We haven't quite. Yeah, go go. Yeah, Dogol does come back. He's fun. Yeah, head um, of the KGB thing. He seems cool. Is this like, is this from the films like, we've seen so far, or a, well, I do yeah, like yeah, I do like Q because Desmond Llewellyn mm. he made a career out of that. He basically has like one scene yeah, in every he, film. We're like it's always mm. the same. We're seeing him carving his niche out in the movies that we're watching now. And yeah, he's just gonna be there for the the rest yeah. of. And it's cool because he's like, well, this is paying for my house, or well, this is paying for my kids, whatever. Like yeah. he's got one scene the, in every the, the, film. The, the, it's always the same. And yeah, he just does it. going on in the background, and he goes, a really double a seven. And then that's, that's it. it. That's his whole, that's, his, that's, a, that's a man's career right there. <laughs> and then he I'm goes, like, money please, and yeah. leaves the set. Yeah. The script moved me into a bigger house. Mm-hmm. Huge rock. Um, cool. Um, so, the three of us. Sonia asks, under what circumstances would the three of us accept the roles of three uh, henchmen in a Bond film? Uh, we would not. I would say well, we would, now. but we we have to be doing Ginyu Force shit the whole time. <laughs> like I want group poses every four to five seconds. I, I I genuinely I think the thing is, no matter what conditions we applied, they would be ignored, and we would get into the movie theater at the premiere, and we would see that they had added homophobic noise, except it was transphobic. Yeah, noise. they've just made us you do Hinks shit instead of being interesting. Exactly. I, I I would not trust the Bond franchise under any director, under any studio. Uh, so no, I wouldn't. Well, I think I would. I would. I mean, I mean, I would always accept a role. I'll play anything, right? Um, just because I love acting and it's my job. Um, so, and also, like, I I very much want to push back against this idea that um, actors and actresses we only ever get to do like 100% woke cool projects like no doubt I am at some point going to appear in something that like people are going to go oh like, why are you in this and I'm like I don't have creative control over this this is not a YouTube video do not at me um, yeah you've got to change James Bond from the inside but, yeah. well I don't know I mean I, I would because I like acting and I would it would be cool to be involved in a film of that scale like I would but as a hench like as a henchwoman yeah. specifically I don't know um it would be cool if they offered us personal trainers, just because it would be cool to work with a movie personal trainer. I've never done that before. Um, oh, yeah, shit. Yeah, give me the Kumail shit going on. I want to be yeah, fucking that would be cool. ripped as fuck, dog. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I don't know how like healthy or possible that level is, but like I don't know, some level of working with a studio personal trainer would be fun. Um, yeah, that would be fun. I think uh, I would want to know that there wasn't anything like overtly transphobic in it. Like... I don't know. Like, if we were like, if we were like at a bar and we were like, well, we all have secrets, Mister Bond. Like that kind of thing would be like quite fun, because um, mm. like the, the, you know, it's kind of a little wink. Um, that would be good. And then some kind of like, it, it would be cool to be evil. It would be cool to have like a moment of evil. That would be good. But not evil because we're trans. Just evil because we like being evil. That'd be hey, cool. Yeah. But but Bond Bond uses your transness to finally defeat you. <laughs> yeah. Damn it. Oh no. No, that would be bad. No, that's that's <laughs> again, that's just pet detective. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is, it yeah, is. it is. It is. James Bond pet detective. Um, uh, it would James be quite Bond fun. You know detective. that bit in um, is it fucking Skyfall where the where the bad guy's feeling him up and Bond's like, "What makes you think this is my first time?" It might be quite funny if it was like Bond was like flirting with one of us at the bar and then and then like we let slip some line that indicates that we're trans and like he explicitly says, "Like, cool, 
bass done it before like not bother. hell yeah brother yeah nice mm. um that'd be kind of cool yeah. yeah i mean i'm an actress I'll, I'll play anything like that's that's what i do um so let's go for a similar question this is another one that we are honor bound to answer from amanda okay. Rogda, who says uh kjb crew you are yes. uh you are each made minor character allies as yourselves to bond such as like like karen bay or tiger tanaka how mm-hmm. do you assist him but also uh what details do you have in the film to show that you're much cooler than bond <laughs> I, I i'm sticking with the original and best answer of karen bay which is all of my employees are my sons because i fuck that much mm-hmm. yeah. yeah i think yeah actually- i'm constantly shown fucking or about to fuck all of my employees are a result of me doing that but yeah i think no. that's a very powerful move alice actually and i would echo that it's like if there are just all kinds of like sexy women who would be Bond women, but they're like into us, that would be cool. I would just be like, I, funny. Yeah. I, I, I have like my like pussy galore's flying circus kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have my harem. Yeah. I, um, I would be a character like Tiger Tanaka. I would just be explicitly helpful to Bond, but the entire time I'm on screen, I would be lifting heavy objects <laughs> and just like squatting, uh, doing like push ups. It'd be insane. It'd be good. Because mm-hmm. I'm himbo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a dembo if you call me a himbo I'll block you um, right. we, you owe yourself five pounds uh, I have okay let me just transfer that now um, one question left okay actually two questions left AJC says uh, Tenet episode with Hussein when yeah Jeez, that's a right. great idea actually I'll is Tenet bondish kind of okay yeah. cool I'd be meaning to see that Every, everything's kind of bondish now let's Let's round this out with a real, a real head scratcher. Leo Curtis asks, You're approached by Eon with a bold new vision for the Bond franchise, and you are tasked with rebooting the series as a furry anime. What species <laughs> are each of the core characters? Mm. That's very good. Yeah, I had to, I had to throw this one in here because it's been rattling around my noggin for like three days. Well, Blofeld is a white cat, obviously. Of yes, course, obviously. I'm going to say that Bond is a fox. Ah, yeah, I can oh, see. Oh, M that. M is a badger. Yes, well very done. British, very sort of wiseish. Mm. M's definitely got to be a badger. Um, I feel like Q is some kind of like bird. Yeah, yeah. Let's well, let's let's. I have an answer owl, to this. Yeah. I have an answer to this, which is rebooting James Bond as a furry anime has already been done, and the name of that anime is Chicken Run. Jesus Christ. You're blowing my mind right now. Hold on, I need a couple of minutes to just think yeah, about that. Just <laughs> get my head around Chicken Run. Tell me that I'm wrong. I mean, chicken I run because you know I'm not. Chicken run is not They're an anime. All chickens, but it's not anime. Spiritually, spiritually, it's not spiritually an anime either. Just because it's, it's like an animated by like <laughs> guys not... in sheds doesn't mean it's not an anime. No. It's literally been anime. Yes, it does. It's, it's, yes, it anime does. doesn't just mean animated. <sighs> it's 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 sort of like an extension of the the Ardman creature comforts kind of a thing. It, it it's not. I wouldn't say it even has I'm, any I'm dying roots on this in hill. anime. Yeah, yeah, and you will. Chicken Run is an anime. I'm Chicken Run is an anime anime adaptation of both James Bond and The Great Escape. Chicken Run is not an anime. <laughs> Chicken Run is an anime. 
Beastars? I don't know. Maybe Beastars is closer. Actually, I actually than... really prefer Chicken Run uh, with subs rather than dubs. But if but you haven't like... read the original manga of Chicken Run, <laughs> <laughs> don't even talk to me. <laughs> That's so fucking cursed. Um... Okay, fine. So ignoring the rogue member of this podcast, <laughs> our rundown is... Sorry, you, our rundown you've got is, fucking, like, you're turning down your microphone. You've got vaccine madness. You've gone insane. <laughs> She's going to server mute you in the Discord. <laughs> right now. They should have taken so much of your blood. I'm, I'm like hammering on the window of the fucking podcast. Chicken Run is an anime. This is... This you, is better, you, better, you better stop saying things like that when we get on when we get Alex Patak on, otherwise we'll get very upset. Um, <laughs> I was definitely but, bring that up when Alex is on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, Alex, okay. you think Chicken Run is an anime? Okay, so Blofeld, White Cat, obviously. Yeah. Bond Fox. Just M stroking Badger, a small human. Money Penny. Ooh. I think female fox. <gasps> Mm, I would say either like cat or like a like a kind of slinky dog, like a, like one of the spaniels that's like kind of like with the hair, you know? Mm, oh yeah, I with like a big f- like lady from Lady and the Tramp. Yeah, yeah, um, exactly, yeah, exactly. Cool. I had Lady from Lady and the Tramp in mind. Hell yeah! Mm. Okay, yeah, that makes perfect sense. Um, Jaws, why not? <laughs> Jaws would just be. I I don't think a shark would even be right because sharks aren't no. hench. Like a he really has, like, big a dog, dog, I think. He's a big dog. He's like, but like Peluso, you know? Yeah. Mm, what is that? Yeah. 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 Who else we got? That's uh, like everybody. Yeah. Q's now. That that's, There's I think not that many recurring characters. In Felix Slider? I don't know. He would be just like a basset hound or some shit. Yeah. Yeah. What's it? What are like American animals? Like a gopher? Raccoon I don't know. I've or never something? Paid attention to America. Mm, yeah. Since, like, what do they do over there? Bald eagle? I don't know. That would be quite funny. I want, I want someone to be a bison, but there's no one who fits that sort of bill. There's no big American no. guys in this. Sheriff mm. J.W. Funny Pepper. if you'd said, I want, some, I want somebody to be a pelican, but I'm not sure anybody fits that bill. Hey, Sheriff hey. J.W. Pepper. What's a racist Pe- animal? Pelican. <laughs> and a pelican is the state bird of Louisiana. Pelican. It's actually, yeah, okay. Sergeant yeah, J.W. Actually- Pelipper. You, you should me. That's amazing. Hmm? Yeah, so right. Sergeant JW, JW Pelican's Pelican. really good. He's got a big mouth. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, okay. We fucking smashed that one. Easy. Yeah, well that done. You can change the name of group chat to Sheriff JW Pelican. Mm. Uh, I don't have any other questions. We have hit them all. All the ones Hell that I picked out. Yes. Obviously. Hell yes. We have 102 questions. We've learned, first of all, on this podcast that chicken runs an anime, and secondly, that dolphins True. can see pregnant women. So. Uh, those that's are your right. two big takeaways for today, listener. Yeah, that's right. Uh, if your question was not asked, you should have asked a better question. There was a we lot of guys be... asking questions mm. that were answered on the first one. James Bond will return in Moonraker. Moonraker, mm. getting your moon raked. That's what they want these Fixing days. Fixing to get my moon raked moon this weekend. Spoiler alert, it's not good. Use the moon. So, I, yeah, while we're while we're vaguely off script, I want to just make a point about film criticism. <laughs> no, I'm going to keep talking. You just have to put that out. The one of the one of the major things that we get in sort of comments is people being like, "Oh, you could see the camera crew in a reflection in this," and that is boring shit to talk about. 
the cool yeah, criticism of back. movies like Moonraker is it kills every single named female woman in the <laughs> entire movie except two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's only cool to talk about technical gaffes if they're funny. Yeah, yes. like the fucking boom mic was visible like for a one. second. Well, I one. don't care. Yeah. Fine, the podcast's over. All right. I'm happy for the podcast to be over. Fine, all right. I'm not mad. (laughs) See you later. You know what? I'm going to do it again. Fuck you. Fuck you. We paid for this theme song. I'm getting my money's worth. Nate, what you're going to want to do for this part is just keep the theme songs in, but have them quite quiet. Just leave it in. So that you can still hear us trying to talk over it. (laughs)